We bless the name of the living God. Amen. We worship him not because he's done anything. Oh yes. We worship him because of who he is. Oh yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Even if we don't even if you don't know who he is, worship him because of who he say he is. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You know, I, 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 just, I just want to take you back today to a place where you can begin to, to give something back to God. You know, a lot of you seated here. Everywhere, people are gathered in churches. They are gathered as we're driving and coming. There are those who have parked their cars. They are gathered under trees. They are worshiping God. But if you go to every heart, most of them, they are going there to ask God for something. They want God to do something for them. But I found a secret. I discovered that there are some people who will benefit from God just because they made up their mind to give something to God. A lot of people don't know that there's something that God, that you can give to God. They think it's only God to give. But I came to show you a secret from the word of God. That today you make up your mind and learn to give God something. There are things God is expecting from you. There are things that no one else, nothing else, that God cannot give to himself. He, he, he needs but you to give him. And the, 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 the interesting thing is that when you make up your mind to give God that thing, which he deserves, which he expects from you, he will give you what you don't even expect. Hallelujah. God will now turn around and begin to give you the things which you are not even thinking about. Praise God. Praise God. I want you to open your Bible with me to the book of Isaiah chapter 66 verse 1. Isaiah chapter 66 verse 1. God has made everything. You know, I, I've heard a lot of times people saying that, oh no, God needs nothing from anyone. I discovered from the word of God that God needs some things from us. Hallelujah. I'm sure you've heard people tell you that, no, God doesn't need anything from you. God does need some things from you. That he cannot give to himself. He needs you to give him. Amen. And even, even me standing here as your apostle, you may think she's got everything. That there's nothing you can give to her. After I preach this word, you will know that there are things you can give me. And it's true. And it's in giving those things that you make room for bigger things in your life. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wow. I think whoever chose that uh, version of Bible is in the spirit because your father came by with a big King James Bible for me. And I'm thinking like, King James? He told me I bought a nice Bible. I'm thinking like, which version? King James. <laughs> because I, I, I have moved away from reading King James. So he brought back King James. When I gave my life to Christ, I began with King James Bible. So now he brought back King James. Don't say the Lord. I care. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say the Lord. 
The heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that ye build unto me? And where is the place of my rest? Hello? God is saying, listen, I have made everything. I have made the heavens. I rule there. I have made the earth. I walk there. I go everywhere. But there is something I don't have. I don't have a place of rest. God said, listen, you, God said, I have made a place where I room. My throne is there. My throne room is there. In a, you know, in the headquarters. God said that I, I have it. I made it. I have made the heaven, the place where I rule. Also, the earth is where I walk. I go around and I work. God said, I rule. I make decisions in heaven. When I come to the earth, I walk everywhere and I do work. But where is the house that you have built for me. Where is my resting place? I come to understand that a lot of Christians cannot provide a place for God. God cannot rest around you. God wants, there is nowhere for God to rest. God made, he made the heavens. He had not made man. God made the heavens, he made the angels. He made angels. He made Lucifer. And then Lucifer got or corrupted some of the angels. And then war began. Somebody come to church. Lucifer corrupted some angels. And so war began. And then they fought and he threw them. He dropped Lucifer down. And then God is going around. God is going around looking for a place where he can put his head. Hello? When God comes to you, there are some of you. If God, you see, the reason why some people are just calm, they, they're just being nice and quiet, is because they don't know that God is around them. If they know that God is around them, they will bring out a list of demands to God. Hey, God. Hey, my car. Oh, God, you just tell them that God is here. Then they get up, they remember the list, they pull their list of demands. My house, my wife, my husband, my job, my promotion, my this. God is looking for a place of rest. Hello. I, I want you to be excited. Hello. He says, I am so powerful. I've got a place where I rule. There is nowhere on earth that I don't go. I do my work. But for you, where is the house you have built for me? Where is my place of rest? God is looking for a place of rest. Hello? Remember that he is a husband man. Papa, <laughs> God is a husband man. You know... Some of you, God would come around you and try and hide himself because if you just know that he's there, you won't have peace. Hey, God. You see, I told you the other day, since I'm praying, I'm asking you, you are not giving me this thing. You, this God, what is wrong with you? Are you not powerful again? So God is just trying to come around you looking for a place to rest because he's got all of this place. He cannot rest in heaven. That's a place where he rules. Do you sleep in your office? Come on, talk to me. Don't you know that God made you in his image? If God, 
You, you work. Why don't you sleep in your office? Even if you are the president, do, do the president, does the president sleep in his office? Yeah. So some of you think, because he said, ah, God never sleep, never sleep nor slumber. He never sleep nor slumber, but he needs to rest. And he cannot rest in his office. The heaven is his office. He told you, the throne is where he takes decisions. A lot of you, you just want to meet God at the throne. You don't, you don't care. And you don't know that the God, that same God is your father. So you don't even care. Like, you don't, you don't care about the needs of God. See, he's asking, he said to you, where is the house you have built for me? God is a husband man, oh. Hello. God is a husband man. And, you know, the Bible tells us that a, no husband wants to share a roof with a quarrelsome wife. The Bible tells us that Jesus is the bridegroom. Ah, sit there. A lot of you, you don't know that God is a husband. He wants a place of peace. Tranquility. A lot of you, your relationship with God is God, give me, give me this, give me this. That is, then if you, if you try to be religious, you, you, you put yourself in the place of an intercessor for you to show that you have balanced Christianity. You will now go and say, oh God, now, okay, I don't care about myself. Let me just pray for other people. Oh God, you see, sister, Nana needs a husband. Do you need a husband? Yes, you are getting. Aha. Uh-huh. And then, uh, 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 brother, this needs a job. Aha. Uh-huh. You, then you say, okay, now you fulfill some righteousness. Then you go back. You say, okay, God, um, you check it now. Okay, God, well, just bless me. You don't know. You see, for you, you've just taken God. Your relationship with God ends at the level of the throne. Then, you know, when you have prayed for, like you've done some balanced Christianity, you think like, okay, we are supposed to do the devil. You say, devil die. I keep, cut your head and I do that. You fix devil. Then you are done. Then you leave God at the office. God is a husband man. He is the bridegroom. Hello. Every husband wants to go home to a wife who is peaceful after he has worked hard. At the throne. Come on. Tell your neighbor, I hear you. I hear you. No. <laughs> tell, tell, tell them that I, I, I hear what God is saying. Hear Every husband, after he has worked hard, because the throne is where God works. Hello? He sits on his throne when he sits on his chair. A lot of people think that God is always sitting on the, on the chair. On the, the, because at the throne room, there is a chair. So you think that God is only sitting on the chair. Like now I'm the dean of school of social sciences. So you expect me to only sit in my office on the chair. So I I don't go for shopping. I don't buy lipstick. I I, must just sit there. Whenever you're looking for me, you come there. If I'm not there, you go and wait for me until I get back to my office. That's how people treat God. After God has worked, he wants a place. He's coming around you looking for a place where he can rest. A lot of people, they are prayer warriors but God cannot hang around them. They are prayer machines. They can pray for hours. But I'm telling you, go around them. There is no fire. Because it's the presence of God that, that, that electrifies the place. They don't carry the presence because they are just a, it's a war room. There are people, there are serious Christians and very good ones. They are living holy lives. 
But there are war rooms of God. Those people, God only uses them when he wants to kill somebody. But when God wants to rest, he never passes near you. Because the moment you see God, you say, God, you see Satan, what he's doing. You see, you see, you see. Oh, God, that is, God is a husband. He wants to come home to a peaceful and quiet wife. Have you seen the behavior of husbands? Men who are married to quarrelsome wives, they don't come home early. Hello? Even if they are hungry, they will change their, their dinner time. They will come when the wife is about to sleep or when she's asleep so that she won't have time to quarry. So now what? They sneak in. They sneak in and then go, they go take their food quietly. Then they will try not to make noise. Because the moment that woman wakes up, where are you coming from? Look at the time. Where have you been? Wada, 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 wada. Hello? Quarrelsome. That's how we treat God. So God said that, see, the heaven is my office. The earth, I walk there. Where is the house? Talk to, talk to somebody, ask them, do you have a place you have built for God to rest? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is wisdom in having a place for God to rest. Amen. Amen. A place where God can just come and be around. God can be around. See, I didn't know because you see, I, I grew up in a war room church. Like I gave my life and I used to be a total war room. I would pray. Prayer machine, I would pray and almost wanted to bring down the roof of a house. And I would feel that the louder I shout and the more I shake my body, I know that I'm in the presence and in the spirit. Are you with me? And then I will press on in God. And then I remember sometimes God will just come and come and sit there with me. And then I will ask him, what have you come here to do? No, he said to me, I'm here. Then I ask him, what have you come to do? He said to me, no, I just came to hang around. And I said, hang around. No, I've got issues. I've got things I want you to do for me. Do you understand? I didn't know that God just wanted my company. He wanted a place to rest because he will go everywhere. When people see him, they start firing. They started giving, giving him the list of demands. Oh God, there's a pimple on my face. People are laughing at the pimple. Are you not going to do something about that pimple? God has no rest. So God will come around. And then I would think that God just came to hang around just for a while. And then I realized three days, two days. And I'm thinking like, following me everywhere. And I'm thinking like, but God, you are not doing anything. I said, but what are you doing? If you, are, if, you are, if you said that you came to me, okay, so what are you doing? He said, no, I'm just here. And I had to learn how to, I had to learn how to be with God, be around God, and just be. It means that he came to rest. He knows that around that period, when he's around me, I'm not going to ask for anything because I think he figured out. Because you know, you, listen, eventually you will get there if you know how to pray. When you are in challenge, wait. You will pray, you will pray, you will fast, fast, fast. You will do everything until you get to the point where you realize that you are not living in sin. 
you are not doing anything wrong, but nothing, also God is not saying anything. Then you will learn not to ask anything from God. So I got to that place. Then I saw now God began to come and, he come and sit. Because he knows that this one is not going to ask me anything. Hello? I didn't know that God. And I, see, I, let me read the scripture where I want to read. And I will show you something I discovered. I discovered a secret. My God, my God. I discovered that when you are able to give God a place of rest, when God is resting, then he begins to look around your life and begin to identify the things which you are in need of, which you may not even be asking. I am telling you, most of the breakthroughs I have had, I've had in, the, in terms of immense pressure and challenges, and I realized those things I never prayed for. They just happened. I just realized God was following me everywhere. Hello? I realized God was following me everywhere. And then I realized some things were just happening. I'm thinking that I never prayed for this. But the only thing I noticed was that I bet God was always there with me. Hello? He said, where? See, when you give God, when you give God a place to rest, when he's resting, then he has time to look around. When you are busy making noise, you're distracting, you're talking a lot. Of, he wants to rest. You put him at the place of rest because, you see, we only get to enjoying the benefits of God when we are able to leave him in a place where he's resting. Hello? You see, when the children of Israel, they rebel against God, when they were in the wilderness, God said something. God said that because of their rebellion, because their hearts were never loyal to me, I vowed that they will never enter my rest. Entering the rest means entering the place of your breakthrough. Hello? He said, I vowed because of the way, God said because of the way they were treating me. I vowed that they will never enter my rest. It means that there is a place where God rests. And that place is a place where they're supposed to get their answer. Because there's a place God said he will give them. God said to Abraham, I'll give the land of Canaan. To your descendants. Amen. Amen. And then when he, was, when he took them from Egypt and they were on their way to Canaan, they began to rebel. They began to have divided hearts, divided loyalty. And then God said he vowed that they'll never enter his rest. Now you need to ask yourself, what rest was he talking about? The rest was a place where you will find God and God who allow good things. Okay, maybe I should not go to the... Let, if we, we, maybe we'll not read it for now, but Exodus chapter 33. You don't have to open it. Where Moses began to talk to God. Moses said to God and said, Lord, I know that you, have, you know me by name. You have called me. And you said that I have found favor in your sight. So I will not go if your presence does not go with me. Moses said that to God. Then God told Moses, no, don't worry, you have found favor in my sight. Then Moses said, okay, if I truly found favor, then go with us. Then God told Moses something. Moses, God said to Moses, there is a place by me. Hello? God said to Moses, there is a place by me where you can stand. And then I will cause all my goodness to pass before you. Hello? There is a particular place in God. That is because God has different places which he operates. God has a place where he's 
making decisions. He has a place where he's doing certain things. He also has a place of rest. So he said to Moses, Moses, there is a place by me where you will stand and I will cause all my goodness to pass before you. Hello? My goodness will just... God said this, that when you just find that place in me, then I will show you the place. When you find it, then I will just allow my goodness to pass. So that is what I'm talking about, the rest of God. When you enter the rest of God, and then good things just begin to happen to you, not because you ask for the thing, because Moses never asked for good things. Moses asked for what? For the presence. And God translated the presence into goodness. And to keep the presence of God, it must be a place of absolute rest. It must be a place where God can rest. I know you have problems. I know you have things God wants to do for you. But have you considered that God is asking you, where is the place? Where is the house you have built for me? Where is the place of my rest? Have you considered that God is actually wanting to rest around you? God just wants to come and sit down. Because the whole world is troubling him. He goes to this one, that one puts a list of demands. He goes to that one, that one is only asking him to kill somebody. He goes to that one, that one, is having, that one who is having a problem with the boss, that one is only asking him to fire the boss. So God is trying to go around, he goes around from house to house, and people are busy giving demands, giving demands, and God is thinking like, oh, I need a place to, jo I just want to rest. Hello? I just want a place where I can rest. Praise the Lord. And I've said to you, the rest, if you can find that place, where you, if you can find God resting somewhere, you must know that good things are happening there. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's look at the book of 2 Kings chapter 4. I want to show you something. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 2 Kings chapter 4. I read from verse 8. Praise the name of the living God. Now it happened one day that Elisha went to Shunem where there was a noble woman and she persuaded him to eat some food. So it was as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food. Verse 9. And she said to her husband, look now, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Please, let us make a small upper room on the wall and let us put a bed for him there and a table and a chair and a lampstand so it will be. Whenever he comes to us, he can turn in there. Hallelujah. And it happened one day that he came there and he turned into the upper room and lay down. Tell your neighbor he lay down to rest. Tell your neighbor, shake somebody, tell them. Elisha laid down in the house of the noble woman to rest. Preach the gospel. Let us preach it together. Elisha laid down. Elisha never begged the woman to make a place. It was a woman who decided to create a place so that when the man of God has done all the work of God, he will put his head there and rest. Hallelujah. The woman, all the woman wanted was to serve the man of God. When God is asking you to build a house for a, a house for him to rest, God wants you to serve him. Serving God is making the environment around you conducive for God to put his head. 
this gimme gimme Christianity is problematic. I find that it is hard. It is hard for, for people to have a genuine relationship with God. I remember those days, you know, God took me back. When the Spirit of God began to minister to me about this message, God took me back to when we started platform ministry. We were all about the, it was about the presence of God. Because God had come and told us that in platform ministries, that the emblem of this ministry is nothing else but my presence. Nothing else but the presence of God. God said to me, you will know that it is platform ministry when you see, you, there will be a tangible presence of me. God told me that. I remember those, it wasn't about prosperity. People used to come, we used to have fasting. We will have fasting, we will pray for the presence. We will go there, we will enjoy the presence of God. But these days, pray, or if, have a program and say, let us go and enjoy the presence of God. You will see how many people will come there. Organize another program and say, oh, this is a prosperity program. People will bring even their goats and their chicken to come and receive prosperity. These days, it is not really about going to serve God and worship God. These days, it's about what? Prosperity is about receiving from God. Come with your list of demands. And if God does not respond to those needs, people won't come to church. They'll tell you, I'm praying, I'm praying, and nothing has happened. But have you provided a place for rest that God can put his head? Can God really hang around you for one hour? Can God really do that? So the Bible tells us here that that, 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 that noble woman, she saw that Elisha was coming and ministering around town. So she started by giving the man of God food. Then she noticed that, ah, let, she went and persuaded her husband that, you know what? Let us just fix a place for the man of God. Hallelujah. I know the man of God was with the servant, meaning that it was two rooms. It was a bigger space. Hallelujah. Let us just make a place for the man of God. I wonder how many Christians this day will take care of a man of God. If they contact your phone, it means that they are in crisis. They want you to intervene. You will not hear the phone ring. My phone cannot ring for somebody to tell me, hey, apostle, please, I want to take you to Gateway to shop for you. <laughs> Okay, don't worry. I will open scripture for you. Don't worry. I have money. I work. I can buy my own clothes. But I just want to teach you how you can position yourself for God to do some things that you are not even expecting. So the Bible tells us that this woman, she went to her husband, persuaded her husband that, least my husband, let us make a place so that when this man of God, after he has eaten, let him lay down there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So verse 11, it says, and it happened one day that he came in there and he turned into the upper room to lay down there. Verse 12. Then he said to Gehazi, his servant, call this Shunammite woman. When he had called her, she stood before him. And he said to, to him, say now to her, look, you have been concerned for us. Hello? You've been concerned for us with all this care. What can I do for you? Do you want me to speak on your behalf to the king or to the commander of the army? She answered, I dwell among my own people. I've heard people say to me, ah, you know, there's nothing that we can give to apostles. She's got everything. You have, you're mistaken. You need to look well. Hello? This is Elisha, the man of God. And man of, the man of God said to the servant, this woman has been taking care of us. 
Let's do something for her. Let, her, let us give her connections in high places. Hello? That tell her that if she wants us to chip in a good word to the people in authority, to the people in high places, let us do it so that she can find favor. Then the, the, the servant went to the woman and, and, and told the woman what Elisha had said. The woman said, no, don't worry. You see, I'm a woman. I'm a noble woman. I'm connected. It's not connections I need. Those people are talking about, I eat with them, I dine with them. She says, I dwell among. It means these are people that I rub shoulders with. Are you here? No, 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 don't stress. These people that you're talking about, that you want to connect me to, um, they are my people. I'm already connected. Hallelujah. Verse 14. So he said, what then is to be done for her? Now, Elijah is asking the servant, Gehazi. So, what can we do for, for that woman? What is it that we can do for her? Why? Why were they asking to do? Why was it important for the man of God to start looking for something to do for the woman? Why is it that the woman did not rush to the man of God and say, man of God, these are my problems. The woman did not. The woman went to serve the man of God. That was all she did. So he said, No, so he said, what then is it to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, actually, she has no son and her husband is old. Hallelujah. And she has no son. And her husband is old. So he said, call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the doorway. Then he said, about this time, next year, you shall embrace a son. Hallelujah. About this time, this, this is a blessing that this woman was receiving, which she never asked for. All she did was to provide a place of rest for the man of God. Hello. It is important to make, to, to, to serve your man of God or your woman of God. Look for ways to give them rest. These are people who don't have rest. They don't have peace. They are busy people. They are busy about your affairs. Look for it. When you begin to submit yourself to care for their needs, what is it that they really need? Care for that. Look for what that woman did was to provide rest. Like I said to you, God said that, where is a house you have built for me? What that woman did to, to receive a son from God was to build a house for Elisha. I can see you're sitting quiet. You think I'm asking you to build a house for me? That's not what, I'm not here for that. But I want you to understand that there are things that God demands from you. It is clear in the way. He said, where is the house you have built for me? Where is the place of my rest? God is asking, can I rest around you? Hello? There are some of you, when I see your phone, I know it's trouble. When I see a call coming from your phone. Jesus. Thank God I'm not God. When I see her, I know that means that there's fire on the mountain. That's when they're calling me apostle. Hmm. Hello? I don't hear a call when you say, ah, it's hot. Apostle, can I get you ice cream? It is wisdom. You see, because once a 
Elisha began to rest in that room. That, because Elisha was too busy. He was so busy that he could not recognize the need of the woman. But because that woman trapped Elisha in her house, that woman made room for Elisha to rest. When Elisha had finished on the doing the work, like when God is done with decision making at the throne, he is looking for a place to rest. Then he will come to your house. He will come to your office and sit there with you to work. Just to rest. Just to hang around you. And then you just think like, you, those of you who are connected to the Holy Spirit, you feel like, mm, I feel the presence of God here. Yeah. Oh God, yes. I remember three weeks ago. You remember? You remember I told you. You remember you told me this. You remember I told you this. You remember you told me that. God is thinking like, yo, I thought I could follow you at work. Then you will not ask. Then he waits for you to go home. You go, you get to your home, and then God comes to hang around. And you think like, yeah, God, you see, this is my neighbors, that banana tree there. You see, God is looking for a place to rest. When Elisha began to rest in that woman's house, that was when he began to look for ways to bless the woman. So when you provide rest for God, when God is sitting around your place, then he'll begin to look around to see what is it that you really need. Because he'll be there. Now, when God is resting around you, all attention is focused on you. Some of you don't understand why certain people carry so much divine presence. It's because God can only hang there. If he tries to hang around you, you are a troublemaker. You are, you are a quarrelsome wife. And God is a husband man. God does not want to hang around a quarrelsome wife. Are you not the bride of Christ? Why are you sitting quiet? All of you, male or female, you are the bride. He is the bridegroom. Amen. He's a bride. He doesn't want to come to your place because you are, a, you, you, are, you are somebody who is always making demands. I've heard preachers say, make a demand on my anointing. I wish somebody can. Instead of, I know you can make a demand on my anointing. You can ask me whatever you want and I will do it. But have you ever considered, let me check around Apostle. I think she needs an aeroplane now. Come on, somebody say fire. fire. <laughs> you know, so, so once Elijah began to sleep there, then he turned to his servant. I said, my servant, hey, this woman has been doing too, too many good things for us. Don't you look around. What is it that we, could, we can do? Let us connect her so that she can find some favors. Then the woman said, uh-uh, it's for connection. Leave connection. I'm connected. Then, then he started asking, so what is there? What is the need of this woman? It was not, some of you, you waste your time making us, make, giving so many prayer requests to God. And God is not answering it. Because you, there's nothing that you have done around you to make God come and stay. Sometimes you just need to get God, if your, your sofas in your house, they are smelly and they are broken. Just get God and ask, when God sits, he sees that he begins to fall in the chair. Then you say, you see, you see now? Hello? Because if you are busy praying that God change my life, change my life, and God is not doing anything, stop asking God. Just say, God, I want to hang out. Come and hang with me. Let God come and actually experience your bed, whether he can sleep on that bed. Hello? Get him. If you are saying, God, you know what? Um, you know, in my life, things are difficult. I'm only cooking chicken feet and chicken head and eating, and God is not talking. Don't worry. Stop asking for God for chicken breast. Just go to your house and just worship you and say, God, you know what? I worship you. Let's go to the bathroom. Now, come, let's eat. Let's see whether God is going to eat chicken head. 
Hello. Get him there. Just tell him, you know, I want to hang around you. You will eat what I eat. You see that you'll be with me. Hello, you are here. This is your permanent abode. So let's see how you'll be comfortable in this place. Now, I'm not saying that you say that to him, but just, just, just drag God into your place and see whether God will not change that place. Take God into where you are in that little corner. Let Take God to your work. Your boss is troubling you. People are gossiping you. Take God to work. Hello? Let him see what a, 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 a day, a, 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 an eight-hour day looks like to you. He will sit there. He will listen. Because then when he's there, he's focusing only on you. Then you'll hear who's gossiping you. He'll hear what they're doing and he will, do, he will beat somebody at your workplace. You don't even have to ask him to beat somebody. Before you know it, people will be fired. They will resign. Without you lifting a finger, why? Because you brought God and God had to rest. Because now, when he's trying to rest there and then people are making noise, actually you are not making noise. Then people are coming to make noise in your space. He will get rid of them. Bring God to your environment to take away poverty. You are crying, poverty, poverty, poverty. Ask God whether I can stay in the shack. Hello? You see, there were some wise men. Ministers of the gospel. They were busy preaching the gospel. Then they took them and locked them in jail. Paul and Silas. You know the story, right? So they were busy preaching the gospel. Paul and Silas. They beat them. They tied them. Blood was oozing out. When they got there, they didn't ask God to come and take them out. They started worshiping God. Then God came to worship God. Said, I, I cannot be in jail. <laughs> Listen. Why they locked them in jail? God just decided. They began, because as they're worshiping God, God must come and join. He must come and enjoy because the worship is to him. Now they began to do things that will attract him in jail. You didn't get my point. As they began to worship him, God, had, God entered jail. And God is thinking like, no ways. God is thinking like, no, I can't be in jail. He carried them out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sometimes for you to begin to complain, the only thing you need to do is to just get God in the situation. Get God in the situation just by worshiping him. By just, because when you worship God, God comes and sits down and enjoys. He wants to feed on the worship. The only realize that the place is not comfortable. He will take you out by fire. He shook the foundation of that prison and said, no ways. I, God, cannot be locked up in a prison. Is anybody in a prison? Get God. Just get God there. Don't talk. You think that he doesn't know that you are bleeding. You think that God doesn't see the chains? He sees. But don't focus on those chains. Just sit you there. And begin to worship him. When you worship him, you are praising him. He come there. Let's see. I want to see how long God can last in a single room. Hello? I want to see if God can last by watching you taking a shower in a bucket. Hello? Is, did somebody come to church? So Eli, imagine, Elisha was sleeping there. That woman gave Elisha food. And then the, the woman gave Elisha bed. Then the, Elisha was looking, Gehazi was looking how. So we must do something here. A king cannot come to a place and, and, and do nothing. There's no way a king, when a king is moving, he carries gifts. He cannot just show up in a place and do nothing. So Gehazi said that this woman, although she is rich and she is connected, she doesn't have a child. Hallelujah. Then the man of God went and gave prophecy. This same time next year. 
This same time next year, you shall embrace a son. The woman made no prayer requests. All the woman did was to provide rest for the carrier of God. Because she said to her husband, this is a holy man of God. Was somebody who carried God. Somebody who did the business of God. She just told her husband, let us give this man rest. Hallelujah. Amen. Remember that the Bible said that as he is, so are we in this world. As God sent Jesus, his son, to serve him, so also Jesus has sent his servant. When he sends his servant, the rest that you give to God, give to his servant. And the blessings that you get from God, you will get them through his servant. Hallelujah. And, and, and then she said, no, my Lord, man of God, do not lie to your, miss, to your maid servant. But the woman conceived and bore a son when the appointed time had come, of which Elisha had told her. Amen. Hallelujah.